Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Welcome to the It's Real Radio Talk Show, where we deliver real talk on real issues. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be at the sound of my voice. We give God all the praise, glory, and the honor for one more chance, one more opportunity to join with you in the airwaves. I am joined today by my beautiful sister in the Lord and just, you know, compadre and that one, <laughs> Miss Tanya Clark Roberts. How are you, ma'am? Oh, Elder, is again, as you saying, uh, let's give God praise, honor, and the glory because he deserves it all. And if it wasn't for him breathing on us and life in us, we would not be here one more time, and I just pray well for everyone else that's listening in Jesus' name. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree, my girl. I wholeheartedly agree. Well, today um, we are just going to kind of shoot the breeze, and, um, and let's talk about our country. Seriously, we have uh, been bombarded for months by the two different sides going into this presidential election that will take place on um, on Tuesday. But one of the things that has stayed consistent within my spirit and within me is no matter who is sitting in that chair, if we don't return to the things of God, it ain't going to make no difference because this country is in a lot of trouble but, you know, because it's been so divided, you know, we have children of God that are at odds with each other, even in their own homes, because, you know, of the stand that they're taking regarding this election. And that's a little troubling to me. I have to say uh, it's normal for the world, 
okay? But if we are professing that Christ is the center of our lives and we are so at odds with each other that, you know, we are calling each other out of their names and, you know, just spitting fire when we discuss the opposite candidate of the person, you know, that you are are standing for. And, and please hear me. Let me put this disclaimer out right now. This show is not about endorsing either one of them because personally I don't like either one of them. But anyway, <laughs> it's all about oh, man. Know, focusing in on on where is the love of God in this? Just where where is it? Have you seen it? No. 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 No, I haven't, Elder. Not at all. And like you're saying, you know, what's going on with us and where's our faith in this time in the midst of the storm? And where are we spiritually now? And you can honestly see where we're lacking in our lives with Christ. You know, we were already struggling before um, this election in our homes and within ourselves and different things. And I was reading something this morning about in the world that everybody's taking selfies, selfies. Now, how do you call that selfies? That just lets you know that we're so into more of our selfies than we are anyone else. And and, and we're going back to that saying a long time ago, since I remember my mother and different people used to say, um, every man for himself and God for us all. How can every man be for himself and then God for us all? Hmm. Now that's truth there, because one thing the Lord says is, how can you say you love me and hate your brother? You you love me whom you can't see, but you hate your brother who's right in front of your face. How does that work? Um, how does it work? So so very true. I um and you know we we obviously um, live in the age of social media, and you can really kind of judge the tone. Um, of our nation on social media in this day and time because, you know, everybody got something to say. <laughs> and they're posting their thoughts and, you know, and that's the whole purpose of it is to, to speak on what you believe and what you're feeling. But what has really, really grieved me, as I said a few minutes ago, is to see, quote, unquote, okay, people calling themselves men and women of God who have just, you know, lashed out and attacked each other just based on who that person wants to see in the White House. That is very troubling to me, very, very troubling to me. What is equally troubling to me, and again, hear my heart now, I'm not here to to uplift either candidate or bash either candidate, but we will talk about the facts, Okay. So hear hear that you know this is uh, there's major issues as far as I'm concerned on both sides. But one of the things that I have really seen to rise up um, in a, a profound way in the midst of this election is the resurgence because it never went anywhere, but the blatant resurgence of racism in our country. And that's very troubling because that's a pot that once you get stirring, this is not like in the 50s and the 60s for the civil rights movement. This is a whole different breed of people we're talking about today, you know. So there's a a very stark contrast, you know, and, and a great difference in the reaction that certain 
ethnic groups will have in the midst of an ethnic war, let me put it that way. You know, and, and I'm not just talking black and white. Uh, this is affecting ethnicity across the board, you know. So this is, this is you know, something that I think as the body of Christ, since we are the ones that God has put in place to set the tone of, you know, the atmosphere around us, I think this is something that, you know, we really need to, to examine and to look at and to give thought to. You know, after Tuesday, then what? You know, then what? Then does so, so once the, the voting is over with and whomever is elected is elected, you know, and, and remember this, you know, because we may not like who's sitting in that seat at, on election day. Some, let me put it this way. Half the people aren't going to like it. Half the people will. Well, let's put it another way. Um, a quarter of the people won't like it either way, and there's that other half of the people, you know, that are sitting back going, okay, I don't know what to do now because I didn't like either one of them, kind of like where I am. But the key is, is what happens after the, the ballots have been cast and side is sitting there when the other side raises up in anarchy in our country? Are we taking the fight to the street now that it is no longer in the polls? You know, what are we looking toward? We got countries that have involved themselves in this election, which is equally frightening. You know, this is supposed to be the United States of America's election, but you got opposing countries that, you know, one is saying, um, if this person is put in, I'm going to war, and the other one is saying, no, if that person is put in, I'm going to war. What, I mean, seriously, has anybody stopped to pray and make preparations for what is to come? It's it, 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 that's powerful, sis. You said, you know, you said a mouthful, you know, through periodically throughout all the shows that we've done now, God, thank you, Jesus. We, everything really ties in with everything. It's like we're, bra- we're making a braid. And, and that's, we've talked about children. We've talked about um, our black men are being gunned down and murdered. They're not lynching us anymore. They're just straight out murdering us. You know, we've talked about um, relationships and marriages and different things. But what we have to understand is all this ties in to one another. And like what you're saying, it's really sad because we're for our churches are torn up first. And, 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 and ministries and people are going into ministry again and churches as if it's a corporation or organization, we're clicky and we're backstabbing and we're we're two faced and we're doing a lot of things. We're not caring anymore. We still can pass people by that's homeless on the streets, and because of the games others have played, we we have hardened our hearts. And the Word of God said, "Harden not thy heart." And we've hardened our hearts, sis. And what we really got to realize is the Bible is fulfilling itself, and. The, yes. the word God said that he's going to come like a thief in the night and people are going to be building and people are going to be getting married and celebrating and doing things as if, as if that day will never come. And, and you know, 
again, I'm watching all these different movies, and I always tell my husband, I said, when you start seeing a lot of movies of one thing, they get ready to show you what's really getting ready to happen. You know, people, we got to understand, we need to wake up. Talitha, Talitha, cool me. We need to wake up because we're asleep, and we need to realize that this is, this is a catastrophe. This is what's getting ready to happen to us, and it's not, it doesn't matter who's going in there. And like you're saying, I'm not for either one of them. It's sad because, you know, right now I'm picking who are you going to vote for, who are you going to vote for, you know, and things like that. But you couldn't even talk to me before. You know, um, I was sitting next to you in church, and, you, you know, you didn't even want to speak to me. But now you're worried about who I'm going to choose. And it's just so hmm. sad to me because where are we at, people? Where are we at? Wake up and see what's really happening. The blood that has been poured out, when you know what I'm saying, out on the land now because of our disobedience, because of our hatred, because of our selfishness. We've allowed social media and, and, and different people to dictate who we are, dictate to our children what they're going to be. And we, we're lost, sis. We are really lost. And it's like, how many anymore has really read your word? When is the last time? Or spent some time with God? You know, I woke up this morning, sis, about 6.30, and I went outside on my little yoga mat, and I sat on the grass, and I told the Lord, I, don't, I want this time with you. I don't want anything coming in between this time with me and you right now. I want to just praise you and worship you for who you are. Because every day in my life, you're the one that's feeding me. You know, people said when Obama was in office, he said served two terms. I remember when he got in working on my job, people say, yo, president, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and you did this. I did it. I did this. My president. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just really sad to me. They said something about Obama. They said something about, you know what I'm saying? They talked about Jesus. So it's like, you know, on our dollar bill and on our money in God we trust. What has happened to that in God we trust? We care more about this election, but did anybody fight the one one white woman to stop prayer in our school? Did did anybody care when they took the the, the um the um Ten Commandments, you know what I'm saying, out and turned it around, they said, and put it on the third floor and threw a sheet on top? Did anybody fight for that? I'm kind of passionate about this because you know, I'm sad. I hear you. Yeah, because it's sad. And it's like I'm, it I find sad. myself crying and weeping. But my crying and my weeping is to God to save us, Lord. Please save us because we come from a country, the United States of America, that we've been blessed. We didn't have tanks and people dictating to us that we can't go outside and bomb in our homes. We hadn't went through anything quite as catastrophic as others have. But at the same time, now we're all divided and the enemy is shaking his head and waiting because he's allowing us to attack each other, come up against each other. And then that's when he's going to make his mad dash on us because we're all becoming separated. And we're not becoming for each other. So if, you know, if you don't know the Lord personally, I think it would be a very, very scary time. I'm at peace because I know God, no matter what happens, he is my choice, (laughs) okay? 
Gail, who's sitting where. And the one thing <clears throat> that God has always stressed all the way through his word is he's the one that plucks one down and sits another one up. Um, and we have to understand that, you know. We have to understand that. Um, I've also heard it shared that, you know, um, whatever happens, we've asked for it. <laughs> whatever whatever happens in this country come election day, we, the citizens of America, have asked for it. And, and <clears throat> we've asked for it because we have allowed a godless society to erupt. Yes. Uh, yes, there is a remnant. I, absolutely. There are those of us that will stand flat-footed and fight to the last breath in our body for the right to choose the Lord. You know what I'm saying? But there yes. are so many others that have cowered, that have turned their back, and as you said, sit silent while things have occurred in our country, and we've allowed the enemy to set up a stronghold, a very, very big stronghold in this nation, and he's done it by um, enticing our children. So as he's enticed the little ones, you know, and taught them what was wrong is right and what was right is wrong, you know, now they've grown up with a sense of, you know, it's all about me. Like you said, selfies. It's all about me. I am the master of my universe. Okay. How's that working for you? You know? Um, exactly. How's that working for you? Right. Yeah. 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 Really. How's that yeah. working for you? Um, but, you know, and we've all been there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like I don't, I'm not saying that to put our youth down because we've all been young and all thought that we were the masters of our own um, environment. We, we've been there, you know, but we've learned, we've learned that that is not true. And one of the things that God has instilled also in us through his word is when you know better, you're supposed to do better. And unfortunately, those of the mature faith supposedly aren't doing better. They're not doing better. Well, you so know, it's I, hard. I have a question yeah. for you, sis. Go ahead and make, make your statement, and then I have a question for you. Go ahead. <clears throat> what I was going to say to you, sis, is it's so hard. Um, I remember before my grandmother left here, my grandmother said to me, you don't want to, I don't want to be here. It's getting ready to get really bad. God has already shown me that it is getting ready to get really bad. And I was like, Grandmama, don't say that. She said, yes, it is. And, you know, because we don't take care of the elderly. We don't watch after the babies. It's hard. You know, I try to talk to my own right now. I'm not exempt. Please hear me. And I tell my mine all the time, I've been here before. You've been here. I'm trying to stop you from making the same mistakes that I made. And it's even worse for you now because we didn't have cell phones and, and, and um, we had pay phones for cell phones and we didn't have um, 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 iPads, you know what I'm saying? We had beepers, you know, and different things like that. And, and, and now they have all these things and the, and, and, and the police and everybody else have dictated to tell us what we cannot say, what we cannot do to our children. Now they run in the house. Now they're killing their parents. Now they're killing their, their siblings, jealous of each other, one another. They're fighting and angry. I've never in my life seen a young generation, so many, so angry, sis. And don't even know why they're angry. 
and no reverence to life any longer, none. You know, I mean, nope. we talk yeah. about the brutal slaying of black men, but to be really honest, and nobody want to say this, but I'm going to put it out there, we've killed more of our own than the police oh, have ah. anybody else. So, you know, ah. we, when we talk about that, we got to be for real and own up to our youth, our society has, has evolved to a place where there's no reverence for life. <clears throat> there's no reverence for life, and, and that's very, very sad. Now, that being said, um, here's my question. I want to put this out there. So when anarchy erodes in the street, because believe it or not, people, it's coming. It's coming. It may not be January. It may not be February. It may not be Wednesday, but it's coming because that's where this country is headed. Um, when that happens, as a child of God, what do you feel we should do? Do we have the right to bear arms? Do we have the right to protect ourselves? Or, or do we just get on our face and pray? Or what, what's your opinion on what do we do as the body of Christ when these things occur? Wow, so that's, that's really powerful because I'm going to tell you again, I wouldn't be on my face so much if I still didn't, if I wasn't uh, flesh and struggle with so many different things. Um, it's, it's, it's sad to me because now it seems like in your homes, um, to me, you better have a gun. You know what I'm saying? Because people are going to walk in your house and, and take over and snatch the very things. But as I just said, thank you, Jesus, for that. He said things. You keep saying things. And what we built our life upon, the, the word of God mm-hmm. said, don't put your trust in chariots mm-hmm. and horses. And what that meant was, you know, we putting all of our trust, in the, again, with the kind of cars we drive and the clothes we wear. And, and, and we get, we're so caught up with that that we're forgetting that it's not about that, period. But if I can't do anything anymore but stay on my face. I, I, I literally, literally, because I'm, I'm looking around and, and seeing the anger in the world. It's almost to the point I told my husband, I, almost to the point once I go to work and do what I got to do, I'm ready to come back in the house, lock the door. I don't want to go back out because it's like mm-hmm. you go out now and it's like nobody's happy anymore. You know, people don't barely speak to people anymore. Last week I seen mm-hmm. two hit and run accidents as if it, and, and they kept on going, and I seen one guy literally laughing, and he didn't even know if he killed a girl or not. But he was speeding oh by in a neighborhood that could have killed children if they were in the streets playing. That's how fast he was mm-hmm. going, like 80-something miles an hour in a neighborhood just to get away. You know, and then my husband works in a hospital, and he was telling me that several people um, were in a hospital because of hit and runs and people blaming each other, saying it was their fault, your fault. You know, and, 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 and it's sad because now the enemy has entrapped so many of us and gotten in our heads and our hearts that we don't even know, sis. And you said something. We've made it now where evil seems so good. It just mm-hmm. seems so good. And it feels so good. And it tastes so good. And then good is like wrong. If you just want to be a good person or you want to treat somebody right, people don't like you because of it. You smile, people don't like you because of it. You go on a job now and you smile too much, they want to drug test you. 
How do you yeah. have to y'all no, that's time? Bad. <laughs> no, it's the truth. If I wasn't being, I'm, yeah. I'm one of them. You know what I'm trying to say? Period. So it's like you can't be happy anymore, and it, and our marriages are failing. And you know, I was listening. Um, and and please, because I love Monique the comedian, but I was tripped out. I was reading something, and she said she has an open relationship. You know, her husband has the right if he want to go sleep with somebody else. I'm like, what? Why are you married then? Exactly. Doesn't that? What are you married for then? If that's, I've seen more people around me now that are married saying that they have a, a open relationship. They can go sleep with who they want to go sleep with. They partner can they they make can go sleep with who they want to sleep with, and they think it's okay because you know what they're saying? They're being honest. Excuse me. What are you married for then? What are you hooking your? Stay single. Because that's not, we, we've blown everything, period. And I'm just, wow, this is deep because I'm going to tell you something, sis. And the Lord had given me several visions and several visions of a catastrophe going to happen again. And he showed me again, it's like the days of the Great Depression. They're coming again. And people, guess what? If they come in and they do destructive things to our nation, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It's not going to do you any good. People got money all in the stock markets and locked in 401ks. I'm not saying anything against it. Please hear me. But what happens when somebody gets elected and then now the stock market falls and crashes, just like it did the first time Obama got into office? People was losing three and $400,000, their money. They're life savings. And just as you're saying, oh, boy, we don't know who's going to get in. You better pray. Because I'm going to tell you something. I told somebody just like this. A liar can be redeemed, but the devil can't. Okay. You got a liar and a devil. You better pray. Because I've known this, and you've known it too, sis, and everybody else known it. They always talk a good game when they get before they get in there. And when they get in there, all oh, hell always. breaks loose. Mm-hmm. Everybody can always, always talk a good game. But guess what? They don't. The president ain't the only one that controls it. It's the Senate and the House, and who sits on it? We had a Democratic yeah. president, well, but we had a Republican through, seat. Wait, that's been proved through all of the fighting and what have you, and the filibusters, and how they have like kept Obama to almost a slow crawl. Not even almost. You remember actually that? a slow crawl and trying to get anything. Pass and, and and this across the line, across party lines. This is Democrats and Republicans, all for the sake of the fact that this was a black man sitting in that seat. It's like, really, right. seriously. I've heard people speak at religious religious gatherings. Now, hear me now, religious. Okay, I, I stress that. But you know, and praying death upon this man who is sitting in office. I'm just like, and that blew me away. That blew me away. Literally, you better know over this individual, you know, and and this is, and you you're supposedly meeting in the name of God, really, you know. But well, this is the society in which we find ourselves. So, oh, imagine, imagine with what's about to transpire and the anarchy, well, the the uprising, the what is oh boy, huh? oh boy. You know, and it's like, what, what was that? I, 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 I've seen them, uh, Trump 
um, went to a, a black church and they were praising him as if he was a God. You put a minister robe on that man. Okay. You let him speak against others in, in the pulpit. Have, have we lost our minds? Yeah. We've used the pulpit <laughs> now as, as a, as a, uh, as a, as a, as a Democratic or Republican running house now, just so you can say that Trump came to your church or probably slipped you a couple of dollars and you didn't took a bribe. You know they did. did. So it's like, what do we have we done? And the Bible says again, wake up. In these last days, my very elect will be fooled. We're being fooled, people. Yeah. We're forgotten that it's prayer. Because you know what's happening now? Because people are praying right now say, I don't see God show up. You know why? Because it's your faith level. You know why? Because it's what you truly want to believe. You know why? Because you've gone off and be wise in your own eyes and do whatever you want to do. See, I know because I've done it before. When I went out in the streets, I justified to myself the reason why I did what I did. And couldn't nobody tell me once I had put it in my head that that's what I wanted? But he said to my people that are called by my name, mm-hmm. if they would humble themselves. Humble themselves and turn humble from their wicked first. Ways. See, we don't want to humble ourselves, sis. We all, mm-hmm. We're cocky mm-hmm. and turn from our wicked ways. I had to tell a young lady mm-hmm. in the grocery store. Yeah, but God said, and she gave me that verse. I said, wow, you can quote that verse to me, but unfortunately, you don't want to do half of what that verse says. You don't want to humble yourself. You don't even want to turn from your wicked ways. How can he say, then I will heal your land? How would you, How can your land be healed if we don't do turn from our wicked ways? Because we have justified in our own hearts. It's okay not to like somebody. I can't stand them. For what reason? Without a cause anymore. People just mm-hmm. don't like people anymore because of the way they look, sis. People don't like each other because maybe your hair is longer or shorter or your skin is lighter or darker. We're still being judged like that, even when we go on jobs, big or small, short or tall. I can't believe how many prejudices there still are out there. Oh, my God. Yeah, they ran. <laughs> they ran. We're in they trouble. Ran. We, we don't change. We're, we're in trouble, sis, and that's all I have yeah. to say. Yeah, so it's time to start crying out. I remember, um, you know, Big Mama, Mother Axon, God rest her soul. God knows every day I miss her. But I remember her saying before she left here, and she said this to me, cry out for your family and your children. I say, Mama, what do you mean? She said, ask God to save them, to save your loved ones. I even pray. People don't believe it. Even when I pray my prayers, I pray for my enemies, those that I don't even know. I pray for those that their hearts will be changed. Because I'm going to tell you something. We have let a lot of enemies in the United States of America. To me, it's amazing because it ain't that easy to go over there and get in. They question you, pull you aside, and do a strip search on you. But we let everybody in. We let them build banks and build and, 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 and have own construction companies and everything over us. I thought about the time when I was in Atlanta, my favorite Chinese restaurant. 
And nothing against, please hear me, because I know there's still some good ones. But isn't it amazing when they caught them, some of the top ones, serving us rat? But we still go and eat their food. We still allow our enemies and stuff to still feed us. Period. My pastor just Sunday was talking about giving and tithing. Why are we still talking about giving and tithing? Well, we already know what to do. Because the church was made to bring ye all of our tithes into the storehouse. So when people needed it, now you've got people taking a shamble and a mockery of churches now. Because but it's amazing. has become the order of the day. You know, yep. any, I, I promise you, the heart to me, the heart of the matter when it comes to the, our churches is um, the difference in relationship and religiosity, that that is the heart of the matter. Because when you're in a relationship and you truly love that one that you're in that relationship with, you are not going to do anything to make a mockery of them. You're not going to embarrass them. Um, you are going to represent them properly. You know, you will have integrity where they are concerned. You know, it, it, you, you will not shame them. Excuse me. And but in religion, without the relationship, okay, if all you have is religion, then you know, you're just repeating something you heard, you're just um going through the motions, you are just doing it for show, you know. Sunday morning has become the social hour. Let me see who I can go and network with, <laughs> you know. It's a completely different atmosphere and a completely different way of dealing with the day-to-day issues. So, and I say that to, to tie this back in to, to what our topic is, how do we heal? You know, what do we do to come together as a nation? Because there is such a divide. And that divide is, Martin Luther King said something that still stands true today. And he said the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday morning is the most segregated time of the week. And that is when most people are supposedly going to church. And you got your white church and your black church. You got, you know, those that believe one way, those that believe another way. You got your denominations, which God never called us to. You've got all of this going on, and it's all going on, quote, unquote, in the name of the Lord. And and it's so far away from the desire and the thing that God calls us to. You know, be reconciled one to another. You know, that is the order of God for us to be reconciled first and foremost to him. That's why Christ came, not to start another religion, not to start Christianity, none of that. He came that our sins would be forgiven for the sheer purpose of us being able to be reconciled back into the Father because the Father cannot reconcile us to him in our sin. So Christ came to be the propitiation of our sin. He came to be that one that hung on a cross, that took all the pain and the agony and the 
suffering upon himself that we have life standing once more and again with the Father. It is all about a relationship. When we come into that knowledge, that's the saving knowledge. When we come into that knowledge, denominations fall out the window, religiosity goes out the window, because then we come face-to-face with true love. We come face-to-face with what God has called us to, okay, to love one another. So in the midst of all the, the hatred and the bickering and this one lied about that and that one lied about the other and this one hates this and that one hates the other, in the midst of all of that, where is your faith? Where is your standing, God? And are you showing forth the love of Christ in the midst of what's going on? Or are you so caught up? Are you so caught up in the quote-unquote political party that you claim to represent that you cannot step out of party boundaries to represent the true and living God? Seriously. And that's where we have found ourselves as a nation, and that's why we're so messed up right about here and now, okay, because we have put our faith aside to align ourselves with a party or with an ideology. I mean, hear me, seriously, just like you said, you were passionate. I'm very passionate about this. The, the, the key is, this is what irks me, that people do not open up their eyes. First and foremost, they're not praying for a spirit of discernment so they can see these individuals as they truly are, both of them, okay? So you need a spirit of discernment to discern what is the spirit that's within them. Neither one of them are representing Christ. So for me to see all these religious leaders standing up and giving kudos to one of them because he's quote-unquote supposedly doesn't stand for abortion, oh, okay, Okay, and, and and you know this one over here, um, you know, but 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 it's okay, it's okay, you know, because um, he, he doesn't stand for abortion, but it's okay for him to be a womanizer. It's okay for him to be a liar. It's okay for him to be an open bigot. Okay, that's okay though. That's fine. That's fine because he doesn't, he, okay. he doesn't stand but for no abortion. Like okay, okay. and then you go over here to Hillary. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? And and. And and Hillary, Hillary, you know, oh, well, I'm a fan for her because, you know, she's a woman and um, because, you know, she's going to protect this thing and she's going to protect that and what have you. But, excuse me, you know, you don't see the manipulation that's going on within her, within the ranks that's been going on for years. You don't see that. And, and my word says that manipulation is as a form of witchcraft. But you don't see it. It is. You, you, you don't see that. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So like I said, you know, it's like where is your discernment in, in what's going on? Where is it that you draw the line in the sand? And as Timothy said, you don't get caught up in the affairs of this world so that you, a good soldier, a good soldier, a soldier, soldier for Christ, a soldier in the army of the Lord, an ambassador of God, where do you draw the line where you say, you know what, God, I don't care about either one of these people. Seriously, what is your stand in this? What am I called to do for you in the midst of this? That's the only way we're going to get back to some healing. That's the only way we're going to take our country back for righteousness. It is the only way that we can properly represent our Father is that relationship. Daddy, I love you so much 
that I want to properly be your son. I don't care if you're male or female. Sonship is not by gender. It's by position. I want to properly represent you. Okay, I want to have the authority and the responsibility and the power and the dominion that you've entrusted in me. I want to use it to your glory in establishing and expanding the kingdom of God. And until we come back to that place, then we're going to hell in a handbasket straight out. You said it. You know what I'm saying? And God forgive me, but um, they can go to hell in a handbasket. I'm praying for my salvation every day, and I make sure that when he come, I'm ready to go. That's my, that's really my attitude on it. You know, I'm praying, like you're saying right now, for the nation. I'm praying for us all that we will wake up. That's why I truly believe that Christians and people that truly believe are going to be persecuted because of our stand of what we believe in, because evil has taken over. I I was reading in Revelations, and I kept saying to the Lord, why are you having me read this? He said, because I've already unleashed the horses. They've already gone. They're gone. They've already been unleashed out of the gate. Death on the land. Blood on the land. I remember a long time ago in Ezekiel 33, before I backslid, before I did any of that, he said, I, I'm, I, I'm issuing as a watchman over my people. It's for you to tell them. See, and that's what's going on right now. We're not our brother's keeper anymore. We don't, we don't care. It's like whatever, and it's, it's sad to me. I remember um, a long time ago, who was that? Oh, God, we've had so many people that, that has risen up against the United States, but he said, America has to be, and please do not quote me on this. I'm only quoting what he has said. Have to be some of the most weakest, blindsided. He said even more things about us. He said, because you guys forget. You're so quick to forget and go on to something else and don't even forgive. You forget, but don't forgive and move on and start something else. And I thought, what? What is he trying to say? And it's like 9-11. We still, we, we're still crying about it, and we're still missing people. Do, but have we forgotten? How did they get in? How did this happen to us? It's, it, it, if we don't pray, like you're saying, sis, if we don't come together, we're lost. We're it is lost. very unfortunate, but 9-11 is just an, uh, a glitch. A, a it's just an inkling of what's to come. It is. What's to come? Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> it, it has been rampant how the prophets of God across the land have seen the demise of this country. Seriously. Um, those that are earnestly on their face before God, you know. And in the midst of of the disheveling. Now, hear me, because this is not just a gloom and doom show. You know, God has always raised up his remnant in the midst and blessed them and gave them victory. So hear me now. This is not just, you know, oh, my God, um, America's going to be destroyed. We're all going to be killed and whatever, whatever. No, 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 no. No, that's not what this is about. But what it is about 
is you opening up your eyes and you saying, okay, daddy, um, yeah, you're right. Something is coming. Something is coming, and what's coming is not good, not good for um, the world as a whole. However, you know, go. I, I just please, please, please go to the Word. Get in the Old Testament. We are so busy, so busy wallowing in the grace of God and what Christ came to do, and that's a wonderful thing. I thank him every single day, okay, for my salvation. Thank you, Lord. Amen. But the word also says God is a God who does not change. He's just saying yesterday, today, and forevermore. Y'all need to get into your word and get into that Old Testament and see what happened to his disobedient children, those sick white people, those that turn their back against him, those that his anger kindled again. You know what I'm saying? You you, you can get in there and see see really, really the God that you serve. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Daddy, that you are our loving father. But you know what? Even a loving father will chastise his children if they get out of line. You better know it. You better know it. You better know it. You took the words right out of my mouth. If you have a child... And I and I have one that keeps being disobedient. Eventually, you're gonna put your foot down, and you're gonna okay. do whatever means necessary to put punishment on them. Period. It's not because you don't love them. But the, the Word of God says, "Whom I love, I will chasten. I will chastise." Right. You be crazy right. not to keep letting your child yes. keep doing something and <clears> don't <throat> put punishment on them. That's what's wrong right now. We're we're still blessing our kids even though they do wrong. You know what I'm trying to say? Even then, you don't have to make good mm-hmm. grades anymore. See, we, when we mm-hmm. were raised, we had, we were raised by certain standards. I remember exactly. we had to bring a certain GPA home. No, bad and if we didn't, no, we had to last to the next report card. And I do mean no TV, no phone, no company, can't go nowhere. Yeah, it was an inside imprisonment. It was still love there. We still ate. We were still we still had, we were had clothes on our backs. But we were punished to where you were. My daughter had a bad report card ending of the school year, like that final report card. Baby girl was in the house the whole summer. She was on restriction the whole summer and for the first nine weeks of the next school year. Because like you said, you don't get off restriction until you bring up these grades. So this was the last report card of the year. So therefore, your summer is shot. But I bet when that next nine weeks I promise you them grades jumped up. We better just realize that we're held responsible. And I've noticed that even more so people are so caught up in entitlement. And please hear me. I'm not talking against people. You call yourself bishop, apostle, whatever. Please hear me. I'm, I'm not speaking against it. If God has called you, then walk in it and stand in it. But you better walk in it and stand in it. Because he's holding properly. these people responsible. Properly. Yes, but okay. he's holding them, he's holding us responsible for what we call ourselves to be. Not just accountable. But exactly. Accountable. Yeah, I, mean, I don't mean to say right, sis. Please thank you for the correction. Because that's really the word that I was I wanted to use the most. Accountable. And it's like period. It's like husbands. God is holding you accountable for your wives. For your family, wives, God is holding you accountable for your husband and your children. Children, 
God is holding you accountable. It's like I had to tell my daughter, you keep it up. See, and I give her the word of God, and this is what I had to tell her. You just keep it up if you want to. But the word of God don't lie. Out of our mother and our father and our days will be long. See, it's regardless of what I thought my mother did or my mother didn't love me or whatever. But I never disrespected my mama, not because I was just scared she was going to knock the living devil out of me. Not because of the fact she told me she had four others and she didn't mind getting rid of one of them. That probably was a lot of the fear. But what's happening (laughs) is the Bible says, fear the Lord. Hear me, like you're saying, not Mm -hmm. doom and gloom. Not to the point where, oh, Mm -hmm. but you better know what God can do. Because he's sitting, Mm -hmm. he's standing up off the throne. And judgment is coming in the land. And what I'm really, thank you, Jesus, and a lot of us, like you're saying, when you know the word of God, he will not destroy the just with the unjust. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Thank you for Mm-mm. that. But one thing, but one thing he made quite clear in the word is those that are his enemies, he will teach them who he is. He will what? teach you. He, you will, you will know that he is the true and living God. When you better all come on to us, you go know. You <laughs> go know. Okay, please, please understand that. You will. You will. So I'm not, you know, like you saying, sis, at this particular moment, this was never meant to be a doom and gloom. This is not um, um, siding with anyone who's going in the White House. But what we're saying right now is we're siding with with the the people of God, the children of God right Mm. now. We need to wake up and we need to wake up. And take responsibility. No, you probably can't. No, I ain't telling nobody to go over there and try to. Now, let me tell you something. No, I didn't tell you that. I didn't tell you that. But do what you can do within your circle, within your community. Even if it's go to church this Sunday and be even a better usher or sing even better in the choir or be better sitting in the pews. Speak to somebody that you haven't spoke to. You don't know what people are going through. But we can be better. We don't have to still be the same. We People go, I can't do that. No, I'm not telling you. I, I, I wish I could, but I can't do everything neither. But what I can do is change within myself. Stop be, being a selfie and start being concerned about what's around me, who God has put in, given me responsibility over. If you cross with somebody, if you go to a park, you in church, you sit next to somebody, it's a reason. There's nothing wrong with saying, how you doing today? God bless you. You have the ability to influence your sphere of influence, those that God has connected you with. And your influence should not be in who they're going to vote for. Your influence should be the love of God. Because, again, Tuesday is only three days away. And what's going to be is going to be. But after Tuesday, then what? Then what? You know, because no matter who is elected, there is going to be a fallout behind it. They're not matter. Yes, it is. That's yes, what it is. People aren't understanding. You're putting your faith and your hope and your trust in men. Please, 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 why are you doing that? 
Why, Why are you doing that? Because I assure you, you are in for a very, very, very rude awakening if you believe either one of the candidates that are running has the answer to fix this country. Because neither you one of come them on. do. That answer lies in God and God alone. Amen. He's the only one that can bring unity. He is the only one that can bring healing. He is the only one that you can count on. Because I promise you, you can't count on neither one of them. You better know it. You better know it. A lot of us in, in these words are saying this. You not a lot of us are not on them jobs because some of them some of them want us there. Because I'm sure if they can get rid of us, they would. But we're there because that's where God wants us. A lot of us are not um, certain places and positions because we, we, I'm not saying because your education didn't get you there and you didn't work hard to get that, but you're still there because that's where God wants you. And if he wants you there, then he's put you and placed you there to put you in position to make a change. And that's what's happening though. People are in positions now, and you've taken advantage of their position that you're in. You've forgotten who got you there. You think you've gotten yourself there. There's that selfie again. There's that selfie again. But look in the mirror, and it's sad. We can say whatever. I love that one song by Michael Jackson a long time ago. Look at the man in the mirror and make that change. Yeah. Look at what can you do. Ask yourself what can you do to change. I'm not saying don't get caught up in the Michael Jackson thing. Don't get caught. Oh, he was. A, I'm not saying he was. He was a man. He bleed blood and everything else just like we do. But it's the message. What message? What's happening to our churches where the Holy Spirit is not there anymore? People are walking in church and walking back out with more hell in them than they went in there with. Where's the Holy Spirit? Where's our trust? Where's our faith? Because I'm going to tell you something, sis. It's like you're saying, we come into a time now. We get ready. I know what I'm telling the Lord right now. Don't let me. Don't let me take down. Don't let me punk out. Let me stand strong, even if it means the death of me. Then let me stay strong. Because I truly know that's where we're going to have to be. That is exactly where we're going to have to be. It's going to be like that. You know, I had a girlfriend that liked to wear angels, and she went to a, a new job, a new, uh, you know, same company, but a, in a, to a new place. You know what they told her? You have to take all that off. You can't even wear that cross. Huh? You get me what I'm saying to you? See, they're already starting. They're already starting. So. It's, um, it's amazing. It is amazing. Um, there is there there is um, reservation about the time um, that we're going to find ourselves in and the turmoil and um, all that we're going to have to endure. But there's also a great amount of excitement because what the Lord said, where sin abound, grace much more abound, and to know that even in the midst, like I said before, this is not a doom and gloom show. This is a wake-up show. This is, you know, wake up and smell coffee, smell the roses, do some backflips, get yourself together, shake yourself, whatever, and come out of your slumber, okay? This is a show to say, you know what, there's something coming. You know, don't say you have not been warned. 
there's something coming. In the midst of what's coming, God will get the glory. Make no mistake about that. God is absolutely positively going to get the glory out of what is coming. But you have a role to play in the midst of it. As his child, you are a glory bearer. So you need to wake up and figure out, you know, Lord, will I allow you to use me in the midst of what's coming? You know, will I be your mouthpiece? Will I be your your weapon of love? Will I stand for, stand up and show forth you? You know, not my feelings, not my opinions, not what matters to me, except what matters to me in you. We truly, truly, truly need a merciful move of God here in America. Hallelujah. We've got to stop compromising with the enemies of this world. We've got to stop that. And we as the remnant of God, we have to stand up and declare his righteousness. Okay? Don't forget, he is a jealous God. He said his name, who is, which is jealous, is a jealous God. He's not going to share his glory with the enemy. It's not going to happen. That's how Satan got kicked out of heaven to begin with. So he's not going to share his glory with him. But you better get into that place of, Lord, let me find favor in your eyesight that I may be used of you. Ask God, just as Tanya has said, ask God to strengthen your resolve so that you can stand upright, flat-footed, and decree and declare him. Him, not your political party, not what your opinion is about what's going on. My opinion does not always agree with the word of God. I'm going to be really, really honest. It doesn't. However, my opinion is just that. It's just mine. It's my opinion. I stand on the word of God. So even though my opinion may not wholeheartedly align itself with God's word, I am commanding my flesh to come into subjection that I stand flat-footed on his word so that I can be used of him. People, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. You know, none of us are perfect, and none of us think as God thinks all the time. Seriously, he said his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. We are in this, this physical being, you know, in this flesh suit. We are. So we get caught up in flesh from time to time. But just because we get caught up in our thought pattern in it, the battlefield of the mind needs to raise up and say, you know what, the spirit of the living God, you need to compare, hey, stand up within me so I can bring these vain imaginations, my little thoughts, my little opinions under subjection unto the word of God so that God can have the say-so in my life, so that he can take preeminence in my life, so that as I decree him as Lord, he is actually Lord. We can give lip service all day long, but until we stand up and walk out what our mouth is speaking, then we have done nothing. As the word says, we are a clambering symbol. We are talking and saying absolutely nothing. So it is time for us to raise up and align our life with him. It is our reasonable service. That's what he said, that we would bring our flesh under subjection. It is our reasonable service unto him. And, and, and what, think about it. He's given all things unto us. So why isn't it reasonable to give ourselves unto him? 
please hear us. Hear us, hear us, hear us. The show is about to end. We've got um, a little, about a minute left to go in the show. But if you don't hear anything that Tanya and I have said this morning, I pray that you will hear our hearts in this. Wake up. Wake up. Okay? And hear God. And align yourself with what God has called you to. Go ahead, sis. You can give your closing remarks. Wow, you know, you that was so powerful what you said. I'm I'm speechless. I'm just again, I'm just praying for those who are listening. I'm praying that you would share this show with others because this is a powerful message. We need to do this. Don't right now be angry. We're not saying anything against you or anyone else or whatever you choose to own the election. We're not against you with that. I still love you regardless of the facts. We're Amen. just asking that you will stand and pray harder. And look at yourself in the mirror and ask God, what can you do to make a difference in our nation? What can you do to make a difference just in your neighborhood? What can you do to make a difference in your church, in your home, whatever it is? Uh, And and keep praying and keep loving. Because what the world needs, like the song say a long time ago, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. love. I love everybody Mm -hmm. and be blessed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We are at a closing point. We love you. See you again next week. Uh, Vote. Vote. We're not telling anybody not to. Please vote. But make sure you pray before you cast your ballot. Hear God. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Let's keep it real. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.